Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Telling you what, we've got some of the best guests who come on the show. I know, show. I know. It's, it's, I'm going to miss it. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. I hope everyone is well today, because we are here in the second hour. It's a beautiful day in Seattle, and I have to tell you, I have been graced in the studio by a beautiful Aussie <laughs> and by the name of Maria. Maria Thielen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. This is kind of fun, because she was assuming that she was on at 1230, and so she didn't have time to get nervous. So <laughs> So here she is, and here we are, and we're all together having having a good time. Now, Maria is from... Australia. A yes, beautiful area. Yes. I'm actually from a little town two hours north of Melbourne, which is in the southern part of Australia, a little town called Maryborough. Really? So originally, yes. Town of 8,000 people. Now, my wife wants to go to Australia. Oh, yeah? And, but they have snakes there. Yes. I think we have 19 different breeds of uh, deadly snakes in Australia. Yeah. And and thank God you moved out before it got you. <laughs> I know. I know. And then we, that's not including the uh, deadly spiders that we have as well. So. I know. Do you have any good deadly deadly uh, <laughs> stories to tell? You know, I actually don't. Um, I did actually. There was a brown snake that is deadly that once I went camping and it was curled up next to me. And you just don't bother them. That's all. So you Well, know. no kidding. You don't bother them. Yeah. Him. You let him sleep. It's like, great. You sleep there and we'll be just fine. And you just let him let him be? Yeah, because if you bother him, he might he might come and bite me. I don't want him to bite me. Well, yeah. no, but but how can you go to sleep? It's I'm sorry. How can you go to sleep with like a snake that's over here that you've made peace with, that you're just saying, oh, just you be over there and I'll be over here. I couldn't sleep. But if you think about life, isn't that what we have to do sometimes? There's always something that could be deadly or scary, and we just have to make peace with it and say, you be there and I'll be here, and just include it in our life. That's what it is. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm much better with the deadly snake being in my proximity <laughs> now. Although, although if I go to Australia, I doubt that there are any brown snakes on the third floor of the Holiday Inn. Uh, because yes. that's where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you won't see them. You can go there and have a great time. It's a beautiful country. There's so much to see and do. It's beautiful. Well, how long have you been in the States? I've been here for five years now. So, how do you like yeah, it? I love it. I love the Northwest. I think it's beautiful and there's so much to see and do. And there are no snakes here. Well, um, I think you have garden snakes, don't you? Well, they're not poor. They're okay. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're not dangerous. Yeah. But it, and we have rattlesnakes on the other side of the mountains. But, but over yes. here, we don't have any deadly spiders. Well, we got yeah. a few black widows, but that's about it. They don't kill, though, right, do they? No, they just make you feel really <laughs> ugly. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you are here, and what do you do? Um, I'm actually a coach, and uh, I've actually been uh, working with people, um, getting the life that they want, and uh, giving them the skills and the tools to live the life of their dreams. And I'm also a trainer in neurolinguistic programming, or NLP, and uh, also hypnotherapy. So, so you do all of that. So I do all of that, which essentially really is just, you know, the, the keys to life as far as how to be in life, the tools for communication, the tools for ourselves, like how to feel good about things and move forward and to move towards a goal or a dream. 
And that's sort of what I give my clients is those keys that they can take with them. What are some of those keys? Because I'm telling you, everybody that is <laughs> is just now on the edge of their seat going, you know, I could use a couple of those keys. <laughs> can you send one or two? Well, you know what is so amazing about people is that we have everything we need. It's, it's within us. And we just have to be reminded of that great divinity within us, the essence of who we are and the power that we do have. And so one of the greatest things you can do is pretend that everything's okay. You know, our body, I'm serious here. <laughs> you know, when things aren't good, if, if life is just falling apart around you, it's okay to just say, okay, focus on what's great about life. You know, asking great questions. What's great about my life right now? What's working? And even if it is something that's as tiny as, you know, I think my shoes fit really nicely, then focus on that. <laughs> you hope that it doesn't have to go down to that extreme. Well, you know, yeah, but, but you know, you got to get what you can. So. I don't have any holes in my underwear today. So there that's a go. good thing. That's a good thing. You know, and you build on that. It's a muscle, right? You think of positive, being positive is a muscle, just like you go to the gym to work out or you go and work out your heart to be healthy. That's the same thing with our thoughts. We've got to keep positive thoughts. It's a muscle. It's got to grow and be strong. And some people call that delusional. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. Well, you know, we try to stay as grounded as we can. But yeah, the reality is, you know, sometimes things don't work. Th- things just sometimes, um, they stuff up, as we say in Australia, you know, and <laughs> They stuff up. I love that. And so you have to stay, you have to say, okay, this isn't working and here's what's great in my life right now. You know. But you know what's fun is even when something is not working, if you have a particular perspective, you can say, gee whiz, that was interesting. That didn't work, but Ex- that's good. Exactly. You know, and looking at front, you know, you look at a situation and say, well, this came along. What can I get from this? You know, it may be a horrible uh, traumatic event that took place and there's something out of it. Like I think if everyone looks back on their life and thinks, you know, there were some horrible times, but look at the people maybe you met from that experience or other things that you learned or a book that came into your, into your place. And you said, wow, this is exactly what I needed. You know, everything has a, a reason for happening. At least that's what I really believe. You know, I've had some tough times in my life and everything that's happened, I look at it and think, well, because of that, it led to meeting a great person or it led to, you know, an opportunity that I never thought would have happened. You know, so I, I, I tend to look at those situations and say, OK, what's the great thing about this situation? Everything in your life is destined to be a great thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, if you look at it that way, you will have a much more fun life. Yes. Than if you're always, you know, playing the victim, you know, oh, woe is me and yeah. life is terrible. And, and, and there's, a, there's a church in, in Kent where I live that has got a website that they call uh, www.lifebites.com. <laughs> and it's like, now, wait a minute. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be a spiritual group yeah. and, and life bites? <laughs> you know, life needs to be celebrated every moment. Yeah. Because that's that's all you've got mm-hmm. is is the moment that you're in, and it's that's wonderful it. because you've got a great smile on your face, and you 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 live what you preach, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, pretty much. I'm human. Yeah, you know, and I have. I think it allows me to remind myself that I'm human, and and it humbles me when I do stuff up. Um, you know, <laughs> and I do those things, and but it it keeps me alive and real. You know what I mean? Like if I if I go along in life, I think the biggest thing to live by is integrity and making choices that are based on integrity and, and how those, those choices that I make affect me and the other people in my life. So if you were to become our coach, mm-hmm. what would 
you be doing with us? How how would we develop that relationship? What do you do? What do you do with well, your clients? A lot of a lot of the uh, NLP skills that um, they're really great skills because people that are salespeople, you know, influential speakers. I mean, you could look at people throughout time as far as how they've influenced nations, and you can see they've used these skills. And um, what it is essentially is everyone's an individual. I look at every person as they are that this person has a way of being, and so I watch their eye patterns. And I watch their breathing patterns and certain skin tones, whatever's going on for them, because that tells me there's an unconscious about them that's happening. And so when they're communicating with me, I listen to their words, but I really pay attention to their body language. And that usually tells me something. So what I'm trying to say here is that if they are congruent about something, yes, I want to lose weight. And yet their head, they're shaking no. Then I'm like, all right, there's a part of that person that's saying, I don't really want to do it. I'm just saying it. And, so, and, their, and their hands are reaching for the Oreos. Exactly. You know, and they've got their face stuffed to food and they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't really, really want to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so out Can of we that, go get a Big Mac? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as soon Sorry. as we're done with this coaching <laughs> session, we're going to get a Big Mac. <laughs> exactly. um, which I had one for the very first time one year ago. I'm telling you, a Big Mac. I'd never eaten one until a year ago. How was it? So I have to say it was a very interesting experience. I can see why people <laughs> like them. It's that sauce. That's what it is. It, it is. And sauce. there's a particular flavor that, that you can't buy anywhere else. I, it's just wow, you know, with they, that one thing. It's, it's, it's So that's what they used to call a Big Mac attack. Yeah. In any event, <laughs> we digress because yes. you combine three different things. You combine coaching with hypnotherapy and also the one that you were just talking yes, about, which NLP. is NLP. NLP. Ta- Neuro Linguistic Programming. Perfect. Yes. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, hypnotherapy because I recently went through a session and I got to tell you, it was a life-bending experience. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host here on KKNW 1150 AM, and we are talking with Maria Thielen, who is just an, uh, an awesome individual. I, you, I wish... One of the things that I really would like to do is we need to, and Gary, maybe you can help us with this. We need to build. Sure. We need to build stands around the stadium, uh, like in a stadium format around the studio, because uh-huh. people need to sit in my chair. And the the constant group of just terrifically enlightened people that that come through and sit here. I am just, and it's an amazing if, process. Uh, if we did that, when I walk through the studio doors, would I get a standing ovation? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I'm all for it. We would have everybody would uh, give you applause, and it would be you know a wonderful thing. But then let's do it. Perfect. I'm in. Okay, you talk. You talk to management, and and we'll start. And we'll, okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Maria, and thank you for coming. You, you oh, are yeah. you are just awesome because you do. You're a coach, and you work with um, um, hypnotherapy and the the NLP. The yes, NLP. It's one of those you can just say. You know, I can't life say it. Yeah, I can't I say can't it to it. save my life. So, <laughs> so would you say it again for us, please? Neuro linguistic programming NLP. And what exactly is that? Okay, well, let's just say that uh, originally it was uh, created by two American guys in the uh, early seventies. Wow, who knew? Yeah, there you go. And these two guys are Richard Bandler and John Grinder. They studied, you know, people that were in therapy. They studied people that were great influential speakers and salespeople, successful people, people that were able to influence. You know, they looked at the likes of Hitler and then they looked at JFK and said, why were these people so influential? One of them being evil, one of them being good, you know, a 
positive-negative thing. Why could they get a result? And so they looked at the way they communicated their body language right down to their breathing patterns, their eye patterns. Where do they look when they say something? Or if they're asked a question, where do they look to get that information? They also looked at Milton Erickson, who is a a family hypnotherapist, and they modelled his patterns of uh, working with people. He had a phenomenal ability to get results with someone in one session just simply by telling stories and using metaphors. And what he was actually doing was putting these people into a deep trance simply by telling a story. And uh, there's some great stories about Milton Erickson and how he would uh, get a result from someone. Like, for example, there was a a young boy that was uh, wetting his bed and his parents couldn't figure it out. They were like, wow, we've got to do something about this. So they take him to Milton Erickson. And this young boy's sitting there, he walks in and he's about seven and and, uh, Milton Erickson says, uh, so um, do you play sports? He goes, yeah, I play baseball. He goes, all right. And he goes, you have a brother? Yeah, he plays football, but I don't like my brother. And he he caught on those key parts of this boy because he said, okay, yeah, you know, football's a big dumb sport. Right, So he had rapport with the kid. He said, but baseball takes skill. And he went on and talked about the skill of like catching a ball and how you needed to know when to have the mitt open and when you needed it closed and knowing the right time to hit the ball. And what he used was a metaphor so that the boy knew when to not wet the bed and when to wake up and go um, to the bathroom. So he actually used that whole metaphor of baseball. The boy never wet his bed again and never went back there again. He was, he was cured simply by having the story told. And the little boy didn't even know that he'd actually had a a session in therapy. Wow. Yes. So stories are so powerful. Metaphors are just such a wonderful way. I mean, you could sit and talk to someone for 30 minutes and tell them a great story about, you know, even, you know, fairy tales are a great metaphor for life and, you know, getting the dreams that we want and dreams coming true. And so you could sit and talk to someone for 30 minutes, tell stories, and they don't even know that they've actually had a session or they've been coached into something. Isn't that so, cool? Mm, it's very cool. Now, did they discover what made Hitler great or what made, uh, or Hitler, I guess, popular? I don't know if a great is the right word. Right. But, or or Influen- Kennedy, yes. influential? A lot of the things is that the way... Uh the way we speak and how we speak. So, uh, for example, every, everyone's different, but usually we have people that are very highly visual. So it means that they see things when you're talking to them, they'll picture what they're saying. You know, they picture the images that you're telling them the story of, right? Mm-hmm. Well, using language that is visual will actually help you connect with that person even more. Okay, so like, let's say if you knew someone was a visual person, they always talk about, I see this image and it's just this gorgeous color and it's a fantastic image, you know, and they're going like that, you know, they're a highly visual person. Well, what happens is when we talk to someone using a visual language, auditory language, so that would be, does that ring a bell to you using language like that? And then kinesthetic or feeling words. So how do you feel about your new job? How do you feel about your boss? What what uh, experience do you have when you're working on this project? Okay. So these are the different keys of the language that we have. Well, what they found was they were so influential because they were able to use parts of that and influence everyone. Now, apparently, according to some study that was done around 10 years ago, United States is about 75% visual. And if you think about you know commercials and advertising and the you, you know and even the way Americans speak you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot of energy in their voice if yes. you know what I mean like it's there's a lot of high pitches out there uh-huh. you know and there's there's a lot of energy behind the voice so it's very visual and so uh, this country really it's it has at least thrived on a lot of visual things in media 
And unfortunately, though, it's also leading to a lot of um, unhealthy images of ourselves as Which well. is why you need to listen to radio rather That's than watch TV. Exactly. Because right now, everyone's out there creating their own images. You know, they create their own pictures of what I'm saying. They create their own associations to what I'm saying, which is exactly what you want. So it becomes their experience. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. And and can you then, when you talk to a client and in their speech patterns and how they talk to you and how they look at you and all of the, can you can kind of determine how they are or what's yes. about them? So from, yeah, absolutely. From that's kind of like talking to somebody in their underwear. It's I know. kind of unnerving. It's, I know. It's, it's funny though, because people, uh, I have friends that when they find out I do this, they suddenly like, don't look at me. <laughs> they clam don't, up. Don't look at her. Yeah. She's going to do something to us. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. You know, I typically turn it off with friends. But, you know, with, uh, you know, when I'm with a client, I'm very conscious of it. And I really pay attention because, you know, where uh, if you ask someone a question, if you say, they say, well, I really want to, uh, I want to change my career. I really want to move in this direction. And you ask the question, what's stopping you? If you watch where their eyes look, they are seeing a picture or they're feeling something. Like if they look up, there's a picture they have there of what's stopping them. And that is gold. If you can capture what that is and you literally say, well, what do you see up there? And you will find people say the most amazing things. They have images from childhood or, well, I see this tree and it's wrapped around this thing, you know, and they've got this metaphor of why they can't have what they want. And oftentimes it has to do with their life experience of why they can't they can't do it yes. because somebody told them they can't do it. Right. And that's that's something where now it could be that they hear it and they hear the voice of the person that told them they couldn't do something. And which is resonating from like 30 years or yes. 40 years. It's like you be an artist. Nobody in this family can be an artist. Nobody has ever been an artist. You will never be an artist. So don't even think about being exactly. an artist. Exactly. And you know what's great about this is that we're able to say, hmm, let's turn the voice down and get rid of it and put a new one in. And literally you can do that. It's amazing what the mind will take in and believe. And this is all at an unconscious level. And that's what's beautiful about this work is that someone can consciously sit here and talk to me and unconsciously it is the most wonderful world they're giving me of the the things that are stopping them. And you can go into that place and remove the unconscious stuff so that they can have the life that they want. And because a lot of it is we stop ourselves. It's how we view and how we talk and how the choices that we make. And if we don't energetically put out the things that we really want and mean it that way because a lot of things a lot of times we'll say yeah I really 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 want to be rich or I want to <laughs> make a lot of money or uh, and, but we put out stuff that in the back of our mind when we're saying that no you're not you're not good enough to be rich yep. you're and not, you don't deserve it you are so right because there is a part there's this little voice or there's these images or feelings that just come in and take over we don't even know it's happening it's so deep within us you know and it's about capturing that and bringing that forward so you can say oh let's throw that tape out you know because I think the thing about affirmations and being positive and having a positive affirmation is it's all very well and it's great for the conscious mind but the unconscious is sitting back there going yeah whatever you know (laughs) I don't believe this because that's not what I was told exactly so it's about getting the unconscious to partner with the conscious mind so they become one so that it, it can work better for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And then you're a team. It's If you think of yourself like you're a football team, or in Australia we say footy, you know, you're this footy team and you're working together. You have to work as a team. If you think of yourselves like that, think of all your unconscious and your conscious mind. And then we've got all these parts of ourselves. You know, the part that decided at the age seven it wasn't good enough and the part at the age 10 that didn't get into band camp and the part that did this and, did, you know, we put them all together. You know, and, and then it becomes this whole of who we are. And we don't really know who, we're, who we are until we get those parts together and become one as a team. You know, what's the most frightening thing is that we, 
and I've used this metaphor before in the last couple of weeks, but we recently went to do a sales call on behalf of the show to my old neighborhood where I grew up in from when oh. the time I was like five to like 13. And then all the memories started flooding back about that neighborhood and the friends and the good friends and the bad times and the things people said and my mom and that and, that and all that stuff. And it's like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me, and I had to laugh at myself because a lot of the experiences and the things that I carried forward into adulthood happened between when I was 5 and 13 years old and were said to me by other people who happened to be between 5 and 13 mm-hmm. years old. And what the hell did they know and why did I believe it? Yeah. And you know what's great about how you're communicating all this now? I wish your listeners could see this. Your body has communicated exactly where those people that believed in you are and, and wanted you to have what you wanted and where the people that you like weren't so good for you. You've referenced it with your own body. Uh-huh. And that's what's golden is being able to say, wow, that's where it is. I can change this now. You have something that your unconscious has communicated, you know, and then we're able to say, this is where I reference, like if you're pointing out in front of yourself, maybe that's where you reference all the great things about your life. So when you're feeling down and you know that in, in when I look forward, I feel good, look forward when you're feeling down and remember the good things. You know, just like if it was a computer <coughs> screen and you were able to, to push a button and get all the good images up, you can do it like that. And it's just a matter of you just doing it. Yeah. And you, if you do it in a positive way and you can change the dynamic of what's going on in your life, you can have anything you want. Absolutely. And people don't recognize it. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, you can too, so be quiet. Yes. And go can. see Maria because she can help you. If you feel like you're stuck and you can't get through it, go see her because yeah. I think you would be awesome. I may have to make an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> Maria Thielen, how do we get a hold of you? You can call me at 425-444-7117. And you have an office locally? Um, actually, I'm out in Puyallup and um, something that I do do is go to businesses or go to your place um, and I do have a location that's in Ballard. So if you call me, come, come through me and we can set something up. That's wonderful. Yes. Okay. People are fumbling for a piece of paper and a pencil throughout the Seattle area. So we're going to give them about 10 seconds. Okay, we're going we're <laughs> to say your number again. And we're going to say it fairly slowly so that people can then contact Take you because down. I'm telling you, when you combine the three mm. things that you do as, as far as coaching and hypnotherapy, which I'm sorry we didn't get into more of that, but you need to come back. Will oh, come absolutely. Back? Yes. We're going to be releasing a CD. Okay. And so we'll absolutely come back and release that. Okay. Talk about the CD real quick. What um, is that? Basically, it's a guided um, visualization on how to get what you want. And so people can play it um, in the evenings, in the mornings, and it's me talking with some beautiful music and it's something that lets them get into a positive state within their within themselves whenever they want oh my 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 mm-hmm. my my that's that's a wonderful thing we're gonna have to talk about that yes um <laughs> maria thielen your phone number again four two five four 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 seven one one seven and now i'll say it in american four two five four 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 seven one one seven. Oh, you've been here long enough you can figure it so so now you you were talking with an accent right there even though we don't think of it as yeah, an accent i had an american accent and by the way i just want to point out one other thing that in this country when we play footy it's a whole different thing than when you play footy down there so thank you uh. <laughs> thank you very much maria we've thank enjoyed you. having you you need thank to come you. back thank you. we need to take a break this is live radio so we never know what's going to happen from moment to moment and in this case we are very very gifted because we get to spend another segment with maria thieland and maria we put their phone numbers out and we'll do this again before the end of the show yes. but you're going to stay with us for the next 30 minutes or so because we've got a whole bunch more stuff to yeah, talk about that's great because one of the things that i want to talk about uh, is the hypnotherapy approach mm-hmm. because 
I had an experience recently that that I went to a hypnotherapist who's been on the show. Her name is Dominique, and she's coming back, Dominique Glob, and she is extraordinary. And I sense that you do the same thing because it's not a theater trick. It's not a parlor trick. It, you don't make people stand on the table and crow like a chicken, or <laughs> I, I guess that would be a rooster. <laughs> but you can do that. <laughs> in your in your ther- in your hypnotherapy, what what? things do you do how do how does it work well the way i work personally like we you know you can absolutely do the you know count back from 10 and and go into a deep trance you can do that and um i do have uh colleagues that do that as well and they're very good at it i personally don't uh do any um guided trance like deep trance as far as in a session a lot of it's conscious and very unconscious so i was talking earlier about milton erickson and his language patterns and the language patterns actually can lead a person into thinking a certain way and can lead a person into a deep state of trance. Like think about, you know, watching a movie or you're watching commercials. That's a good one. And you just zone out. You've been watching the telly or TV and then along comes the commercial and you just zone out. You're watching the TV. You're in trance. You know, when you're driving your car and you're just listening to the radio and you're driving your car, you're in trance, unless it's this radio. (laughs) (laughs) In which case you need to be taking notes. Exactly. Um, But you go into a trance when you're driving and things like that. That is trance. There's nothing weird or woo-woo. It's simply a trance. So what I do when I'm working with someone is use language to lead them into a really great state of relaxation and feeling good. Now, from that place, um, usually the unconscious is a little bit more willing to come out and say what it needs to say or communicate and make new decisions and and, uh, integrate. It was the oddest thing because I I assumed, as most great minds do, especially men, we can't be hypnotized. Uh Uh-uh. We're just not going to be able to go there. And you go... Even while you're in the process of being hypnotized, you're questioning whether or not any of that's going on. Yeah, and you know what's great about that is that um, if you think of the conscious mind, um, it's uh, it does its thing. It goes through life and does its thing, right? The unconscious mind, it, um, it, it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not real, right? So when the conscious mind is questioning, because that usually is what blocks us from getting into the deepness of our unconscious. Mm-hmm. So the conscious mind is out there like, I'm not going to fall into a trance. They can't do this. It's not going to happen. No, my hand is not going up in the air. <laughs> you know, And it does all this thing. Well, the unconscious, meanwhile, that's the chatter the conscious mind is making. The unconscious is wide open. That's exactly a great thing because somebody is busy, you know, chattering away in their mind. Well, they're not listening to what I'm really saying. So it's actually going in at a deep level in the unconscious mind. So that's where a lot of our decisions are made too. So actually it's beneficial if someone's like that. And, you know, the truth is anyone can be hypnotized if they choose to be, you know. And the thing is that if you, if you can uh, like stare off into space, you're, you're in a trance. And what I found was because we said we talked – a little bit, and tell me if this is something that you do in your overall practice, is that we talked about a particular uh, issue that I was I may have been having, and uh, um, then we talked about what I wanted to do, what the uh, what the choices I wanted to make, and how I wanted to achieve them, and then we went back and we found out what caused those things, and we did that through hypnosis, mm-hmm. and the events that that happened, and in the beginning it was difficult, but as the information began to flow, it got a lot easier because it's like. I assume, not being necessarily psychic, although some people, including a gal named Marilyn, who was on the other day, seems to think <laughs> I am. But it's like information just kind of flows. Yeah. And if you are open to it and you just let it come so that the next thing that you feel is what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. 
hand. It's it's an interesting process. Yeah, I, absolutely. Hand, but yeah, we're becoming more <clears throat> authentic that way. It's truly, you know, the truth of who we are comes out. You know, when you when you notice what the unconscious does, like if you leave your keys somewhere. And you're like, why did I leave them there? But maybe it stopped you for five minutes from doing something and you avoided, you know, an accident or something. Those little things, our unconscious knows what's going on, you know. And our dreams are a great example of the unconscious. The unconscious presenting these amazing images to us and presenting what's going on in our unconscious mind. So and in a lot of cases, what's happening in our dreams seems more real than what's happening yeah, in reality, uh-huh. which is really a cool concept. Yes, very cool. So yeah. you combine all three of those things mm-hmm. so that if somebody comes to you, they can if they've got an issue, they've got a problem, and they don't know how to resolve it, you can help them all three ways to get through it. Yeah, and it's not actually, they're not going to sit there and go, oh, now she's doing that other thing. It's actually. <laughs> you combine them, which it's is combined, so cool. It's combined, and it's, it's actually what it feels like is you're sitting and talking with me. And the whole time, there's certain things I'm doing that allow the unconscious to come forward and talk and things like that. It sounds like there's another being entering their body, but truly what it is is just the part of them that doesn't get to say what it wants or is afraid to want something. And so a a lot of what I work with is um, the parts of us so that they can be integrated. So, you know, if people talk about, well, a part of me wants to get my office organized and a part of me doesn't want to do it, that's a part. They're parts of us that need to come together and realize that they're on the same team. So I work a lot with parts integration which is i think an amazing tool how do you do that because well, we all you know like i want to do it no you don't yes i do no i don't yeah. and you have that argument with yourself yeah. you know it's funny because a lot of times there's a part of us that uh that wants the wants something it wants to lose weight it wants to get fit or it wants to get a new job and then the other part goes eh, who cares you know i'm sitting here eating the oreos watching tally you know <laughs> who cares well those parts each have an agenda They have a reason for doing what they're doing. And so it's getting clear on it. They're getting a payoff. This part gets a payoff because it wants to work out. And this part gets a payoff because it gets to eat cookies and watch television. So you get to the payoff of it. What do you get out of this? What does watching TV and eating Oreos give you? If you think right now about something you want and the part of you that's stopping you, what is doing this action give you? What do you get from it? And so somebody might say, uh, relaxation which could be for some people eating the Oreos, watching television, they get relaxed. So when you relax, what does getting relaxed really give you? And you go into a deeper state of what they're truly desiring. And what ends up happening is these parts realize they're in the same goal. They want the same thing. So the part that wants the goal of exercise does it maybe because it will feel truly powerful. Maybe that's the ultimate goal is I'll feel energized and powerful. And if you look at this part, the other part that wants the goal or doesn't want the goal and wants to eat the cookies, it also has a, a, an ultimate goal of perhaps feeling powerful or feeling um, in control because it gets to eat the cookies and watch the TV. So we get to resolve what is it truly looking at? What does it truly want? And ultimately, these parts come together. There's a beautiful um, method we do where the two hands actually represent each part, and the hands come together unconsciously. The person doesn't know the hands are coming together, which shows there's an integration of parts. So they can go work out and have cookies at the same time. At the same time, and that's exactly right. The right hand's got the cookie, left hand's got the weight. Perfect. It's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Everyone's happy, and that's what it's all about. (laughs) Because the bottom line is is that life is far too short Mm. to go through it wishing for tomorrow, wishing for something to happen good. Today is all that you have, and you need to make it happen today. Absolutely. This This moment is all we have. 
you know, right now in this moment, this is it. And you can choose to feel as good as you want. And it's as simple as focusing. Honestly, when I said in the beginning about pretending, if you pretend to feel good, sit the way you would sit if you felt really good. Feel the energy and breathe the way you would breathe if you are feeling really good and really powerful and feeling really connected to your source. If you imagine that feeling now, and even the listeners at home could be doing this, where they breathe that way, instantly you feel good. And it's simply by pretending you move your body around, breathe a little differently, see some great pictures in your mind and hear a voice that tells you feel good. You'll begin to feel that way. You know, I hate to I hate to burst anybody's bubble, but but what you just said is encompassed in all of them self-help books that are like have like 15 panels at the bookstore mm-hmm. that you can spend thousands of dollars for. If you can accomplish that one little step, he will go farther than almost anything else to leading a life that you really want to lead. Absolutely. Because then you can yeah. be happy. And yes. and then in order to be happy, nothing will make you happy. You need to be happy. Yes. You need to be happy what you're doing. And if you choose to change what you're doing so that you can be happier, then that's the mission that you can be happy with. Absolutely. That's it. And there's nothing external that can make us feel good about ourselves. Everything is internal to make us feel good. Except a good scotch. No, I'm kidding. Oh, good scotch. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and that can make you feel badly yeah. about yourself at the same time. <laughs> yes, it can. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. That's a theme from Blood, Sweat and Tears, and it kind of sounds like a song from Australia. And uh, Maria Thielen is with us. She's an Aussie, and she's transplanted here. Mm-hmm. She does extraordinary work. And we were talking during the break that you also work with uh, motivational for uh, motivational techniques for sales folks. Yes, yes. Now, one of the things that we have a lot of on this show, because I used to be a sales guy, and I used to travel around in my little car, and I listened to talk radio while I was doing my sales stuff. Hi, guys. It's lunchtime. You can't do any work anyway. So just pay <laughs> attention. And... Uh, um, I was a former sales manager of a food company and so forth. So having you come in to do, to do motivational work for my sales force would be terrific. How do you do that? Well, you work as a team. Obviously, that team, that atmosphere really uh, encourages everyone to feel good. So working with a group, um, a lot of times what I work on, because working with a group is different than one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll use a lot of language that's visual and a lot of language that's kinesthetic so that everyone in that room can feel like I'm communicating to them. And so I'll build rapport and I do a lot of metaphors and tell stories. A lot of it, though, is really about them internally making the decision to feel motivated. So what I do is a guided uh, visualization and have them find what it means to them to be motivated, inspired, what gets them out of bed in the morning going, yes, I get to do this job. And you find something that's intrinsic within them that gives them that motivation. So rather than me say, you know, the numbers are going to go up and you'll feel good because who knows what that mode, it may motivate a couple of the people. Or the typical sales manager mode is the numbers better go up or you're going to get fired. Right. And you know what? The thing about that is some people are motivated with towards goals and some people are motivated with away goals. So if I got up and said that, you know, you're going to get fired, there might be half the room that go, whoo, I'm motivated. The other half are going to go, I don't want to do this job. I don't care. Because they may be motivated by if you achieve this, you get this. So once again, it's like with any goal, some people go to the gym and work out because it means they get something in the end, they get to feel something. Other people do it because they're afraid they'll lose someone in their life or, you know, they'll do it, you know, it's an away from motivation. It gets them out of bed because of the fear of losing something. 
And any time that you're motivated by fear, it's not such a good thing. Right. And working with someone, though, that is motivated by fear, you can use that to your benefit. So if they want to achieve a goal or say they want to you know, work on their relationship, if they're motivated by the fear of losing that and they know they've got to work on communication, maybe that's a good way to get them moving until they cross over to a positive way of being. So with a sales team, it's that kind of thing. You've got to really make it a broad way of being motivated rather than just going, you guys need the numbers to get up or you're out of here. You know, it's got to be about an intrinsic value. And maybe they value the paycheck. Maybe it's that they do a good job for two weeks and get two weeks off because they can be with family. So and there are lots of things that motivate salespeople. And they're not, and money is like way down the list. Yeah. It's, a lot of it is success and, and different things. A lot of it yeah. is being able to, to get in your car at seven o'clock in the morning and have your boss not know exactly where you are mm-hmm. all day long. And, and it's just a matter of results that, that you have to worry about. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, a lot of it, too, is I find for myself what I like to do is I always ask, how can I serve? And that gives me a different perspective on how I'm being with people in my day is how can I serve? How can I make a difference in this person's life? Where did you come from? And did an angel come down and tap you on the head with a wand one day and said, here, you're going to have it all together? How did this happen? No, well, let's just say it wasn't that nice. No. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was in America when I was 16. I was an exchange student here in, in uh, Kirkland. And um, I was given a book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself um, by Shad Helmstetter. And I was given this book, and I think the first paragraph in it says, we're as unlimited as the, uh, as the universe is unlimited. And that impacted me for some reason. And I read the book, and a lot of it was the positive self-talk. And so I went back to Australia, and I put these huge posters on my wall that had, like, um, I believe in myself, like just positive things all over my walls. My friends had come over and go, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so what? I feel good. So uh, <laughs> so that's sort of how it started. I just noticed that the more I focused on the good things, the better I felt. And then out of that, I just started to meet people that were involved. In Australia, neurolinguistic program is a very respected field. In fact, a lot of people in human resource management, which I have a degree in human resource management and counseling, a lot of people in that field actually uh, use NLP. And uh, a lot of speakers and trainers, my brother is a corporate trainer in Australia, and he uh, he's phenomenal and he uses the NLP skills all the time. And so I just kept meeting the right people and books would come in, in uh, my way. And in fact, my, my brother... I want yep. to stop you there because when you put the things on your wall and you started to say what you wanted and the choices that you wanted to have happen, you just said... and. Suddenly, just people started just showing up. <laughs> they just started books started falling yeah. off the sky, yeah. out of the sky, and people just started showing up. And that's exactly the way it happens, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it has been amazing. Like when I look back at just the things that have just fallen into my lap, the people and the opportunities, it, it has been a pretty exciting time for me. What a coincidence, huh? Mm-hmm. And there are none of them no. because you set it up and you manifested the entire thing yes. with the way that you act. And that's one of the reasons why Positive Talk Radio is here. And when we talk to people and like occasionally two, three times a week, I'll say, all right, everybody stop. Appreciate where you are. Live in the moment for just a moment. And appre- unless you're driving, of course, then don't stop unless you have to. <laughs> but but take a moment and appreciate who you are and thank God that you're alive and that you have this moment. Mm. And we do that 
to make people and it's kind of fun and all that kind of stuff. But it's also a way for people to ground themselves and to realize that this is all that they've got. Yeah. And it's a great place to be. And you did that by putting stuff on the wall. And they teach that motivational stuff. They teach, you know, the, 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 the all the sales manuals mm-hmm. say that the power of positive thinking, which is very mainstream, and it is very, very important. And you've lived that. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I uh, I think that I've come across people that have really guided me in a, in a big way. And I have some very amazing friends in my life and have had friends in my life that have been just really phenomenal at guiding me. And that has given me a lot too. And I know, you know, my as a little girl, I would spend a lot of time, like uh, I would run down, my parents had property and I'd run down and sing to the reeds and pretend that it was an audience. <laughs> and the reeds, the wind would blow and you'd hear this, I'd be like, oh, it's the crowd. And so I was always in my mind creating images. And uh, maybe I was crazy. No, Um, I was always creating good images. And I think that has allowed me to create positive people in my life and good things in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had some interesting events in my life too, which have taught me to go within even more and just become more deeply connected to my source, if you know what I mean. Like I've just become stronger in me. And sometimes we need fine tuning. Sometimes bad things do happen because we have to fine tune who we are and where we're headed. But a lot of times those things happen as part of our educational yes. process and they come to us for that particular reason and if we recognize it as such mm-hmm. we can appreciate it allow it to go on and let it go yes because if we take it in then it's the bad things happen it's like it's like guilt is a is a great example of that is it's a great thing to feel guilt because you know not to feel guilty your whole life but if you did something that you don't aren't happy with, hacked it a certain way that you're not happy with, and your mind says, or you say, your inner self says to you, you know, you can do better than that. That's not really who you are. If you appreciate that and say, you know, you're right, I'm going to do better to not do that again, and then let it go, mm-hmm. that can be a positive thing. Absolutely. And that's including, once again, going back to parts, that's a part of you wanting to voice what it's what it's wanting or not wanting. I think it's really important to acknowledge the fears that we do have and just go, oh, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that fear or that doubt or that misconception. Uh, I've heard you. I include you. Think of it like a five-year-old tugging, tugging at your pants, like, give me attention, give me attention. And the minute we give them attention, the tugging stops. You know, and so if we think of our fears like that or doubts, just to say, oh, okay, I see you, I hear you, I acknowledge you, and then that can stop and rest. And it'll go away. Yes. And that, which is a great thing. Yes. Again, your contact information, you are at? 425 Four 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 seven one one seven, and uh, you also have a email, which is creative coaching. Yes, at spro dot net. Yes, that is that's just wonderful. And you, the name of your business is Creative Coaching. Now, what what part of people do you like to coach the most? Do you like the whole thing? Do you, is there any particular thing you like to do? Uh, as far as their goals and what they want? Yeah. Um, you know, anything. I love hearing people say, oh, I'm no longer on uh, antidepressants. I love hearing people say they're no longer dependent on something. Like they've made a result, they've gotten a result and they feel great. It's so great to hear that, that they've become uh, strong within themselves so that they don't need to reach for something external. I love to hear that. And it's so great when you see someone's, uh, like a relationship that they've wanted and it's working out and the communication's happening and the love is growing. That's always great. And, uh, you know, I think anyone, anyone is great to work with. It's, it's the results that I love. It's just such a buzz. It is a buzz to see someone, you know, boom, they're getting what they want. And that they're happier. Yes. You are rebirthing a bunch of people on the planet and we thank you for it. Thank you. 
It's really a cool thing to see because you and for those of you again who can't see into the studio, uh, Maria has got this light in her eye and the shine about her because I think that she lives every day in a positive way, and uh, I think I think that's just absolutely awesome. Thank you, and thank you for coming. Okay, you got your pens and paper out. Let's do it one more time. Okay, four two five four 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 seven one one seven. Thank you so much for Thank coming on the show. Thank you very much. It's, it's been, been great wonderful. fun, and you yes. need to come back. Thank you. we got to talk about that. Okay, coming up on tomorrow's show, we are going to be, first of all, Gary, it's been great to work with you this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. For, and, and goodness knows you've learned a lot. Yes, a I'm, lot. I'm telling you what, we've got some of the best guests who come on the show. I know, I know. I'm going to miss it. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independent Truth.